Dude, thanks for joining me today, Matt. Uh, we're here today to talk about a few different topics, but the first one we're talking about today is uh, Olympic lifting. So this is something you and I are super passionate about uh, that we do a lot of. Um, if, uh, if I needed one lift that I was just gonna do on a regular basis, it'd probably be a snatch or a clean and jerk uh, because there's just so much bang for your buck. But we're gonna talk about it today. Like, what are the benefits? What are the potential risks? Why do we like it? Why do we like to program it? Um, why do we encourage people to develop and progress towards that? Um, and so we're just gonna talk openly about it. This is what we do. Uh, this is, <laughs> you get a little taste of like our daily conversations that we have uh, within Lithic Coaching and uh, how we program, how we talk, and how we motivate each other and how we uh, envision clients progressing. So. Um, let's talk about the benefits, man. What are the benefits of Olympic lifting in your eyes? Yeah, I think there's a ton. Um, first of all, just general athleticism, power development, um, just being able to like move yourself well. Um, and then just the buzzword mobility, um, to be able to get into an overhead squat, um, takes a lot of ankle mobility, hip mobility, um, upper back and shoulder mobility. It's, um, yeah, it just includes a lot of a lot of your body and makes it work well together. So, uh, just a lot of great things for for other sports to develop your athleticism and um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like we talked about too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like athletic. You you mentioned a couple of things at first there, like the athleticism and power. Uh, like, what about Olympic lifting actually helps develop your athleticism and power? Or like, are those two intertwined? Yeah, I think. Uh, they are a little different, um, but they're definitely work together really well. So, um, a lot of Olympic lifting in, in my eyes and is a lot about your mental state and how you're, um, yeah, just able to move your body well to work together. Um, it's not one, like for a back squat, for example, it's mainly just a, a strength dominant lift and, mm -hmm. um, there's not a lot of, um, a lot of skill in that, yeah. um, necessarily, but yeah, so just to be able to athletically move the bar from the ground um, to over your head um, is going to really help with that athletic, um, yeah, just being able to move your body, move other things well in sports. Um, and then like the power side obviously is going to help influence the athleticism, um, but is more, yeah, just gives you like the opportunity to, to use your explosiveness, to use your um, yeah, body and whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you're gonna like define uh, strength and power, like strength is like your ability to produce force, like to move weight, to move an object, to move yourself. Um, power is the ability to apply strength under speed, like move it quickly. And so, like, if you think of like the most powerful people you can think of, they're usually some someone that makes something difficult look easy. Like they move it quickly. They're like, wow, you just moved that like it was nothing. Um, or like you just exploded, like you just had a powerful burst of speed on the field or something like that. It's like, or you uh, you strike the ball or you swing the racket with power, you know? Um, so that's the cool thing about Olympic lifting though, is like you, uh, it, it takes, like you said, it takes a lot of coordination, it's it's mental, so it's, it's neurological. So like you have to recruit your body to move in specific ways and you can have a super strong dude and a guy who like pound for pound is less strong, but the guy who's less strong 
is uh, can move more weight in Olympic lifts because he has better coordination and speed uh, because it is very much coordination lift, but you do need strength to advance in that. Um, so, I mean, I think it's fascinating. It's like a really cool way to apply your strength to develop some athleticism because like Olympic lift, it's a, the power comes from your hip, um, that hip opening. Uh, but for both lifts, you have to like reclose the hip. You have to come down underneath the bar to receive it. And so that's a very athletic position you receive it in, especially for like a power clean or a power snatch, something like that. Um, and so, and that's really, really common in sport, that aggressive hip opening, speed, power is something that is there. It's relevant in every single sport, even in endurance sports, like the ability to open the hip efficiently and powerfully uh, makes movement easier and more efficient. And so the Olympic lifts can really help teach that. So I totally agree. Pretty fascinating. Um, but what about like other benefits? Like it, how does it apply to sport? Like we went into that just a little bit just now, but how does it apply to sport? How would a getting better at say uh, a clean and jerk help someone in their sport? Right. Yeah. So, um, that triple extension position um, where your ankles, knees, and hips are all um, opened up and where you're really just, where that power is at its peak, you know, it's where you're really gonna, you wanna hit that position um, as best you can. And um, like you mentioned, it's there in so many different sports, whether that's mm-hmm. um, like a sprinting motion or jumping motion. Um, yeah, just being able to open your hips and knees and ankles and use all of them in sync efficiently. Mm-hmm. It's going to maximize any effort that you put into sports. And that that's a really common movement pattern that we see across many different sports. It's not like it's um, only in weightlifting and it's not just this niche position. It's really across the board. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I feel like uh, something that's really cool about Olympic lifts is it challenges your ability to decelerate also which is super important in sports, which I think uh, there can be too much of a focus on the ability to accelerate or the concentric part of a lift. Like, can you squat up? Can you pr- can you press something? But you, we don't talk about the descent or your ability to slow down, put on the brakes and change direction in sport. Um, and that's the cool thing that Olympic lifting can do for you is like your ability to not just crash to the bottom and get crushed, um, but actually to receive it and your muscles will engage to slow it down and recoil and accelerate back up. Uh, that's an incredibly important attribute of athletes. Some of the most successful athletes are the ones who can decelerate under control and then reapply that force and reaccelerate quickly into another direction. Right. I, you may know about this, but is that like ability to decelerate? Was that, um, would that help with like injury prevention and um, yeah, just helping you stay healthy? Oh yeah, so much. Like um, there's actually a direct correlation to with like your eccentric ability, like your ability to slow down and your risk for injury. Like uh, so, for example, some of the most high risk athletes are ones who like kind of lose their balance when they fall forward, like whenever they jump and land. If you don't know how to gather yourself and land under control when you jump you're going to have a hard time <laughs> uh, because that's a sudden impact on your body. And if you can't brace that with your entire body or musculature, then uh, you're an injury waiting to happen. Um, but also like 
you're going to be really inefficient uh, and you're going to, your body's going to try to compensate if you don't know how to slow down, put on the brakes and then change direction, reaccelerate. So um, that's why often like with the athletes that we train, I end up having to really slow them down. I'll do eccentric lifts on purpose. I'm going to slow you down, work on your positions. And of course, I always want you to move fast when you stand back up or something like that. Because um, that concentric portion, that explosive portion is really important. But the ability to slow down is just as important. That's where you get your real strength gains. And that's your ability to prevent your injury. Because if your body can brace for impact, it can prevent traumatic injuries. Right. So, Absolutely. yeah. But what about the mobility piece? You mentioned that mobility is benefited through Olympic lifting. How? Like in your training for it from the progressions and everything you do, the other foundational lifts, how, does, how do you do that to create mobility and how does that benefit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of the, the tough spots for people as well for, uh, for Olympic lifting with mobility would be their ankles, uh, maybe for some people the hips um, or upper back um, for the overhead position and the snatch. And so um, just, I, I've told you this before, but my favorite mobility tool is the barbell. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not really foam rolling or anything like that for me. Just getting in those positions consistently with the barbell is going to help your mobility. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just being able to, like, consistently hit squat positions and squat depth well is going to help your hips and ankles. Just um, as you repeatedly do it, you're going to move better. They're going to move more freely. Um, it's kind of like, like an analogy that I think of is, um, when you have scar tissue, you want to, you know, you're going to want to move it and break it up. And so, um, there may not be scar tissue around your ankles or hips or anything when they are trying to break out of there, but just repeatedly doing those movements is going to help, um, just grow your ability to move well and, um, hit a deep squat and, uh, yeah, hold weight overhead in a interesting position in a snatch. <laughs> that is really true though, that like it, it forces your joints in end range positions. Mm -hmm. So like, if you compare a power lifter, they just gotta get basically parallel. Um, but where Olympic lifter, they are bottomed out in their squat whenever they receive that lift. Um, and that forces you to have great mobility in your hips, knees, and ankles, um, and your shoulders as well whenever you take it overhead. Um, if you don't have that kind of mobility, then it's hard to do the lift. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so you're gonna be limited in how far you can get in that. But um, that, that's I like that because like where most of us, we we end up like repeating uh, a bad range of motion where you and I are sitting right now. <laughs> We're sitting, you know, our, our ankles are in just kind of like a normal position. It's not extended or flexed our knees are about 90 degrees or hips are about 90 degrees you know if we're at like this for hours like most people are every day then uh like you said like you you don't necessarily get scar tissue but you get stiff your tissues kind of get adapted to kind of hanging out in that range and so uh, by doing a lift that sort of challenges that it challenges your tissues to have a full range of mobility um, and that really benefits us down the road with not just lifting, but just the ability to do any kind of normal daily activity without hurting ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but what, okay, of course, there, when a lot of people see Olympic lifts, they're kind of impressed, but uh, what are the risks? Like, I think a lot of people can be scared of them, especially if they've never done it before. Um, there's literally coaches out there who say, don't do it, 
Uh, why? <laughs> uh, so why do they say that with a risk? When, like, why would someone recommend that you shouldn't Olympic lift? Yeah, I think uh, for some coaches out there, it may be just the idea that um, you only have a certain amount of time with an athlete. Um, you know, maybe they're in a, like playing American football or something, so they'll only be there for four years. It's like, well, is it really worth the effort to teach them this really technical lift? Um, I've heard coaches say that. Um, and also just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it can cause injury if you're not properly doing the lifts. Um, and so, yeah, but as long as you are, yeah, as long as you're appropriately moving, um, and progressively loading, you don't want to just jump right into a, a really high effort lift on day one or two or something like that. You want to you know, progressively load your body so that your joints are able to like successfully take the weight, they're able to manage it. Um, you should be all right, um, but there are just potential risks, as with everything, with, for your joints and for um, just different problems to come up from Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's an announcement going on outside or something like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, beauties of uh, you know not having your own sort of soundproof studio or anything you catch some of the sounds from outside but uh <laughs> i think it's really true that i mean uh, i think i agree with you like a reason a coach may not recommend it is because they have no confidence in their ability to teach it and so if you want to try olympic lifting and your coach says no then you probably immediately know your coach doesn't know how to do it well either <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or they weren't taught well by whoever was trying to teach them they ended up hurting themselves and so they don't want to reproduce that in you. And so it's one of those two things if a coach says no to it, um, either they have no confidence in it or they end up having a personal experience of injury um, that makes them afraid for you. And, so, and that second reason is kind of like, well, okay, that's okay. I'm, my coach is trying to keep, take care of me. But if you don't have confidence in teaching it, then maybe I need a different coach. <laughs> um, but I think that you hit it well, like you need to progress towards it. Uh, there is a risk of injury because it's a highly technical lift. You're getting your body in challenging positions to receive the barbell. It has to be re- received uh, right over your midline, um, your center of gravity, um, in order to stand up with it well. If you're away from that too far, then it's going to be a fight to keep your body in a safe position, which kind of leads me to the question of like, how do you even progress towards doing Olympic lifts? What kind of foundation do you need um, before you do it or even like as you're learning how to do it and progressively beginning to load it as you learn it? Right, yeah. Um, I would say for people starting out, I don't think you have to have necessarily a huge background in, in weightlifting or, um, or really in, in too much in athletics at all. Um, there are different regressions and like progressions you can use to get to the full lift. So um, you don't immediately have to come in and um, start snatching to full depth right away. Like we understand and every, every good coach should understand that um, Olympic lifting is gonna be a, a process. And, um, and so when you start training for Olympic lifting, a lot of times, most of your reps are gonna be in like the 70 to 80% range of your max. You're not gonna be- um, and that's When you're gonna, actually training for it? Yeah, when you're training. Yeah. Um, and so 
obviously the goal um, in Olympic lifting competitions is to set a new max. Um, mm-hmm. But you're not going to train there every day. You're, you're not even really going to train over 90% every day. You're going to be um, working your technique um, in those lower ranges. And that's really important just for your health and safety to, for your body to be able to consistently um, move 80% of your max is really going to help you just um, with your mobility. It's going to help you um, with your technique and help you reduce potential injury. So Right. And so like where you actually get your strength gains is not from the lift itself. It's from the other foundational exercises you do. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you get strength, some strength gains from yeah. the classic lifts. Um, but of course the squats, um, back squat and front squat are going to be, um, a huge driver, um, for your Olympic lifting progress. Right. So like if you're really working on, uh, some pieces of the lift, such as let's say like you're doing some heavy RDLs or you're doing some clean pulls from the floor, you only need to just pulling it past your knee, um, or you're really going heavy on the squats and developing strength in that, that's where you can safely put on a lot of weight and volume. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, your squat, your front squat and your back squat should be significantly more than you can clean or snatch. Uh, So like if you actually get underneath that weight, then uh, you, you won't have to, uh, it won't be as hard to stand up with it. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, like uh, with, with progressing with Olympic lift, like, the way that I was even first taught it was uh, I had to use a dowel rod, which is like mm-hmm. just a uh, like a six foot wooden stick, um, and I was not allowed to even progress to a forty five pound or twenty kg barbell um, until I um, was able to have acceptable technique with a dowel rod, uh, and that's often the way that you should be progressed. In Olympic lift, if your coach like is trying to tell you to move a barbell on your first day, then uh, I would kind of have a problem with that uh, because like I re- you really got to develop some confidence in the ability to move because there's multiple steps to lift, and so but your your strength and working through a full range of mobility in your squats is going to be super important to even progress to be able to like okay I can receive it in the bottom of a squat and I can stand up with it I, I squat that low regularly which changes the position that you would normally squat in, like where a power lifter might like a low bar position where it's a little bit further back, like lower on their shoulder blades whenever they do a back squat. An Olympic lifter is gonna be right on top of their traps because you wanna, you wanna have a more upright posture like what you're gonna have in an Olympic lift. And uh, you gotta hit the bottom. And you know, some people think that there's, that's a risk, but uh, those people have not read the research. There's an abundance of research that shows that a, like a bottomed out squat, like hitting below parallel, there is no higher risk of injury than there is with a different range, of, a higher range of a squat. Um, it all comes down to your technique, of course. Like you can injure yourself with a quarter back squat um, just as much as you would with a full range squat if your knees are coming in really far or if you're, if you're hanging out on your toes. <laughs> um, so it all comes down to your technique. So the range of motion doesn't matter as much. But um, yeah, those are kind of some thoughts there with like the progression with that. But um, as you build up some strength, like you got to like really gradually add weight to it, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's part of the reason that I enjoy uh, weightlifting. It's just it is a process. You're not going to see just this. 
like instant gratification. Um, you're not immediately gonna just lift super heavy weight. Um, you need to like be dedicated to just like celebrating the small things and um, just being consistent in that. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, just that progressive um, loading is is vital. So yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, what about okay? This is a this is a uh, what do you call it? Is a topic that brings a lot of conflict. Okay, uh, I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, how can we find a middle ground of like okay, so an absolute weightlifter is going to limit their volume in any one set, and they want to manage their rest because the the technique is super important. And if you're going to move anywhere close to you know that 80 percent of your max, um, then you don't want to do a high volume of that. But on the flip side, CrossFit has made a name for themselves by doing some high volume of Olympic lifts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a cornerstone of their um, training methodology is like doing a lot of these types of Olympic lifts and everything, barbell movements, barbell cycling stuff. Uh, who's, who's right or are they both right? Um, and how, do you, how would you do it well? Yeah. Um... I think the best, one of the ways to look at this is, uh, so one of the best, probably the best CrossFitter ever is Matt Fraser. Um, and (laughs) yeah, probably, um, he's pretty good. Um, but before he was ever involved in CrossFit, um, he was training weightlifting, um, at one of the Olympic training centers. And, um, if you watch him clean or snatch or anything, you'll just, um, his technique does just look like a step above, um, his other, other competitors and, um, yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason that he's the best. Um, mm. And so I think, I don't know, I have different opinions on different days uh, with the <laughs> with the cross, with CrossFit and how they cycle Olympic lifts. Um, my main, my main uh, thought with this is just make sure you're moving the barbell well. Um, don't sacrifice um, your technique just to get a couple extra reps um, in the gym. It's, it's not worth it. Um, you could much more easily injure yourself if you're not moving well um, and just also create poor movement patterns for yourself and so um, yeah your score in the wad isn't worth um, yeah isn't worth compromising either of those things so yeah yeah I feel like if you look at some of the standards in, uh, in CrossFit like you look at uh, say Grace you know 30 cleaning jerks for time uh, the people who have the best time in the world they're max clean and jerk is absurd it's like really like over 300 pounds kind of thing and so 135 pounds is pixie sticks you know it's like nothing for them yeah i can throw that around and so that kind of brings me to the the thought and opinion that i have is like barbell cycling doing a high volume of Olympic lifts is okay uh like when you're under fatigue as long as it is a very submaximal weight for you um, and like you said, you should never compromise your technique, like be willing to drop the barbell, do singles, slow yourself down, um, let your heart rate come down a little bit for the sake of having better technique and lift so that you don't reinforce poor movement patterns, which, which will ultimately hurt you uh, by doing a high volume of that. Um, or, you know, whenever you come to a max lift, if you repeat that bad movement pattern, um, then it's not going to go well for you. You're not going to make the lift or you might hurt yourself. So that, and if you are unable to sacrifice, you know, uh, 
a little bit of you know a few seconds uh, on your wad um, or something like that, then um, maybe you need to pass up on the early days, <laughs> you know, the high volume Olympic lifts. Um, but be willing to go light on those. You know, like you don't have to be you know doing RX um, if that's too close to you know your max or something like that. It needs to be something you can cycle through pretty quick. Yeah, and so. and most of those wads are are really just designed in a lot of ways to get your heart rate up to make you feel like you got a good workout in for the day um and so if you're moving a weight that you can't move well that um, you have to take a lot of breaks during then you might not even really be hitting like the objective of the wad in your workout and so yeah like you said just being willing to use a lighter weight is gonna benefit you more um, than trying to struggle through a weight that's um yeah it's gonna break down your form and um yeah just cause more problems down the road yeah, so like whenever it's for conditioning sake, like in a CrossFit wad, it's good to go light. Mm -hmm. uh, think lighter for the sake of saving your technique. And whenever you're moving to a higher volume um, or like a higher weight, then decrease the reps like a weightlifter would. You know, it's like when really manage rest, like a, a weightlifter is going to have significant amount of rest. They're not really going to get sweaty or winded, uh, except for like if they do a a few reps in a row, in a row, <laughs> in one set, they're gonna be you know a little winded for thirty seconds, you know. Uh, but that's just because it's a challenging lift. But um, in large part, you're trying to rest so you can get that maximal engagement because it's a very neurologically demanding lift. Um, so it's like both in. You can be both right, but you have to do it like keep safety in mind, keep technique in mind uh, over a score. Right, I yeah. think that's kind of what we both agree on there. Yeah, don't become one of those CrossFit fail videos, and um, <laughs> I mean we've all seen them. They're just they're all over the internet. If you haven't, um, plenty of examples of of poor choices being made. So don't yeah. be on one of those. That's one of the things with Olympic lifting. You kind of got to throw your ego out the window, uh, like for the sake of progress, for the sake of getting better at it. And ultimately, like if you are willing to do that, like you will make some serious progress in it, get huge physical benefits from it. It could be looks-wise, it could be athleticism-wise, um, but uh, it's uh, it will reward you if you're willing to be patient with it. Mm -hmm. So, and that's part of what we love, like in Olympic coaching, is like we love to just kind of progress people in that. And so, and what, I mean, one of our favorite tools is the barbell. Uh, we really believe that there's not uh, many tools out there who can match the effectiveness of a barbell as far as what it can do for your body, the stimulus that it gives you, um, and how much, like how many gains you can get uh, from your just core foundational work. Um, not much can match the barbell. Um, so, man, we love Olympic lifting. We love uh, this whole training thing. We love uh, programming for people. And uh, I mean, if you're listening to this and you really wanna like check out uh, what we have to offer. If you're interested in, in developing Olympic lifting, we actually have a specific Olympic lifting track that Matt manages. and uh, So it's something that we're passionate about we want to develop and grow in. If you want to develop in your weightlifting specifically and kind of concentrate on that, we even have an Olympic lifting track within um, Olympic coaching. So we get excited about that. If you want to check that out, just shoot us a message on olympiccoaching.com or you can reach out to me at caleb.linfit. Uh, on Instagram. That's the easiest way to reach us. Um, but thanks for listening in today. Um, and man, let's get under that barbell. I'm excited to do that.